With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Tis that time of the season when the ghouls and goblins prowl. Witches ride their broomsticks and bonehead wildcats howl. So scrape your claws together and make some chilling noise for your haunted wildcatters, those spooky Bosco boys. Boom, the boys are back. Coming to you guys uh, from the hotel room in Fort Worth, Texas after a, a a very upsetting game. But hey, you know what? That's uh, that's college football. That is college football, and that is just some dumb luck. But hey, it is what it is. Before we get too deep into this, and basically before we get into this at all, remember we are sponsored by our friends over at Manhattan Brewing Company. I tell you what, I wish I would have brought a few Manhattan beers, Brewing Company brews, some beers with me to Fort Worth so I could drink them during this uh, ups. I don't know if upsetting. I mean, this is the closest thing I've done to a instant reaction. Uh, football. Um, yeah, I, yeah, it's... It sucks, but you know, you know, I, I, I want to knock it out tonight so I can sleep and not have to, not have to record when I get back to Kansas. So it is what it is. I, I'm sure all the emotions are high, just like the emotions are high, but in a good way. When I go to Manhattan Brewing Company, always, you know, 10, 15 different delicious beers on tap every time you go to the tap room. Um, and remember to always grab some four packs to go because when you go on away games, when you go on away games, uh, you know, if things don't go the way you want it, uh, you want to have a little something back at the hotel room for you. All right, uh, 2838, uh, K State TCU. Um, look, this, this will not follow the traditional. Um, the traditional format for the game reviews, um, it, it just won't. So I, I, I'm going to first tackle all the injuries. Um, as of recording, it doesn't look like, and, and this is the only reason why I'm uh, kind of wish I, I would wait, but I'm not going to. Um, we'll hear more about uh, the severity of the injuries. I'll wait until Monday afternoon to record a uh, follow-up, some sort of content to hopefully get more information on the injuries, but uh, folks, it was uh, it, it was tough. It, it, it was it, I mean, it 
it's tough. It, it, it's a frustrating game. Um, you know, I, you know, you, you lose Adrian Martinez on the first series. I'm not sure when he went out, but Daniel Green out almost the entire game. Didn't come back. Missing Julius Brents for long runs of the game. Ben Sennett out. Once he went out, he didn't come back in. Deuce Vaughn out for long segments of the game. Felix and DK Uzama out for different segments of the game. You know, you had VJ Payne out there because Josh Hayes was banged up, missing parts of the game. I it's I've never seen so many injuries in one game. I it, it it is out of this world. How I mean, you know, you lost all those guys. At one point you, you look out there in the defense and you only had four of your usual starters. Just absolute just horrible luck. And again, Will Howard goes down for for a long stretch of the game. Um I mean, it, it is it is dumb luck. It is bad luck. I do not think that there is something inherently wrong with the way K-State is getting strength and conditioning around. Um, as frustrated as I was in the moment, I don't think there I, – I don't know. I'd have to go back and watch. I don't think that there was anything inherently dirty about any of the hits on – Adrian Martinez, Will Howard, Jake Rubley, anything like that from TCU. But here's the thing. TCU has knocked out five different quarterbacks in their last four games. Five different quarterbacks in their last four games. They have knocked them out. Now, Will Howard came back in, but you could tell he was he was not. I mean, he was not 100% when he came back in in the fourth quarter. And, and that's kind of what makes this so tough to swallow. Because even after you sustain some of those injuries, even after you were truly rolling up 28 to 10 at one point, the injuries just kept coming, kept coming, kept coming. And then when you couple that going against what is a good team in TCU, an explosive offense, you know, you don't cancel the game because of injuries. You still have to go out there and try to win the game. But it, it just is demoralizing that you suffer so many injuries. And then uh, Khalid Duke will miss the first half of the Oklahoma State game next week. Because as as much as this game sucks, and I think it sucks mostly. Like, if you would have told me you lost 38-28, to 28, um, there were ways you could craft that game where I come back here and I'm not so disappointed, so sports sad. You know, it's not... You know, you have to try to differentiate emotions of, you know, what's r- really sad, some, you know, truly bad stuff, and uh, being hurt that your alma mater lost a football game. So I, I am sports sad. This is the most sports sad I've been after a loss in a really long time. You know, it, it was disappointment after frustration after the two lane, but I'm just straight up sad. I'm just straight up sad because, again, you, you weathered a lot of those storms. 
Um, but but eventually the injury bug just got too much. And, and what what's scary and frustrating, and again, haven't gotten any confirmation, haven't heard anything uh, about severity of these injuries. But what sucks is, you know, those injuries plus Khalid Duke at the end of the game, um, that's putting you behind the eight ball uh, when you have Oklahoma State coming to town for homecoming. Um, and, and, and that's what sucks because here's the thing. We still have everything to play for. We can still get to Arlington. You know, but that Oklahoma State game becomes close to a must win. If you lose that game versus Oklahoma State, I don't, I don't think that they have two more losses on their schedule. You know, you're going to need Oklahoma to beat them, and then you're going to need some sort of big upset. So that's where this game can definitely beat you twice. This game can definitely beat you twice, and that's the scary part. That's the scary part. So, again, Adrian, Will, both nursing a ton of injuries. Deuce going in and out of the locker room. Daniel Green did not come back. Julius Brents in and out of the locker room. Ben Sennett did not come back. Felix Andy DK Uzama in and out of the locker room. Just a lot of bad luck. And again, props to TCU. I, th- I think they're a good team. I'm, there, there's no world where you can look at TCU and say they're not a good team. But the amount of luck that they've had in this season uh, when it comes to, again, that one dirty hit, just a disgusting hit. But the rest of them, I mean, I don't, I don't think that any of the other hits were necessarily dirty. But they just, a lot of luck, a lot of luck. And that just kind of makes it more frustrating. Um, before I kind of go over some of the key points of the game, both good and bad, remember, we're sponsored by Charlie Hustle. So my Charlie Hustle story is... When I was packing to come down here, I threw a my crew neck sweatshirt in my bag um, because I thought I was going to wear it at one point during like one of the drives. I, I forgot to throw in the two t-shirts and two polos I was thinking about. I, I forgot to throw them into the bag. So here I am this hot, you know, Texas fall Saturday wearing my Charlie Hustle crew neck sweatshirt. Now, was it ideal for the temperature? No, but man, it was stylish. I'm not kidding. I had 15 different people come up and tell me how much they like my Charlie Hustle K-State purple crew neck sweatshirt. Coming back to Kansas, it's chilly. You guys need a comfortable, stylish, officially licensed K-State crew neck sweatshirt. They also have the lavender varsity jackets are back, and they're going through the process of adding a couple more designs for the varsity jacket launch. So check out charliehustle.com today. Check out their store on the plaza and they're in select retailers in Manhattan. Now, I want to I'm going to talk about how great Will Howard was in the first half. Will Howard absolutely balled out. At one point, at one point he had 1 2 3 4 drives where he scored touchdowns and get up 28 to 10. 
absolutely immense. He looked great out there. He was good running the ball. He was good throwing the ball. Will Howard. I mean, that that was the best. Those four drives were the best I've ever seen Will Howard play. Absolutely amazing. All the credit in the world to go to Will Howard. And all the credit in the world to the coaches who didn't give up on him, kept him going. Some of the players made some big-time catches. I was super proud of Will Howard. He ended up with a stat line of 13 of 20 for 225 yards, two touchdowns, averaging 11.3 yards per attempt. Will Howard looked really good out there. And then we also saw a return of the Deuce Vaughn we all wanted to see. 12 carries, 83 yards, got in the touchdown, had a 47-yard run. Malik Knowles, 69 yards receiving. Phillip Brooks, 50 yards receiving. Cade Warner, 40 with a touchdown. Deuce Vaughn, 38 yards receiving. Sammy Wheeler, 9 yards receiving, got into the end zone. Deuce Vaughn, Will Howard both had touchdowns as well. During those four drives, it it was everything that you wanted this offense to be. Everything you wanted them to be. Creative in the passing game. Explosive in the running game. Those four drives were absolutely amazing. I hope we see some more of that. And, you know, I have a hard time thinking Adrian Martinez is going to play versus Oklahoma State. Again, that's reckless assumptions. I haven't heard anything. That's me. It's 11.21, just got back to the hotel room. I sat down, started recording once we got back to the hotel from uh, using the Uber. But if he couldn't get back out there on the field, I just have a hard time seeing him versus Oklahoma State. So that's – assuming Will Howard can get healthy, um, those four drives are what it's going to take to beat Oklahoma State. And – I hope we can do it. it, it again, he that is that is the best of Will Howard. Everything that the coaches have wanted us to believe about Will Howard, everything that the optimistic fans wanted to hope and dream and you know, just long for with Will Howard, that's exactly what it was. Absolutely immense. And again, Deuce Vaughn looking good, busting long runs again, getting back in the passing game. Those four drives were absolutely amazing. And then if you go back to the majority of that first half on defense, we gave up that touchdown to start things off. And then we gave up that field goal. But then again, punt, punt, downs. Held them to 17 points in that first half. Now, we weren't doing anything to stop them in the second half. But again, at that point, you're playing with the majority of... At at, at legitimate points, you were down to more guys from your two and three deep than you're starting. And and it it was frustrating. And again, you, you really... I mean... Again, this is the worst podcast episode in the history of the world. I don't know if I'll publish it. it I, I'm sorry. Um, but I think I think the game really started to turn 
and I, I don't know what I would have wanted them to do, but you, you stop TCU on fourth down and you get the ball on the 46. You have the ball with five minutes on your own 46. You don't pick up a first down. You run a minute 47 off the clock. That is when everything started to collapse. Now, it I mean, it is what it is. But the Will Howard keeper, instead of giving it to Malik Knowles, and you didn't pick up any yards, and you didn't pick up that first down when you had all the momentum in the world. You have the ball. You have 54 yards to go to get another touchdown to go up 35 to 10. You've been moving the ball the entire way, and you're not able to get that first down. That is when the all the momentum shifted. All the momentum. You then have a good punt, and TCU proceeds to go 10 plays, 91 yards, in three minutes and change to score a touchdown. You get them to third down twice, and you three times actually. You get them to third down three times, and you can't get off the field. They get all the momentum going into halftime. They get the ball, 13 plays, 77 yards. You get them to third down twice, and you get them to fourth and one. And you can't get a stop. Now again, you're, you're playing with second and third teamers. But that's just how the game of football goes. You can't get off the field on either of those drives. And then after you have all the momentum in the world, 54 yards away from going up 35-10 to 10 in the first half, the next time you get a real possession, you're only up four. Now, you start moving the ball. You start moving the ball. Deuce Vaughn, big runs. Big, big play by Deuce Vaughn on a third down, picking up 14 yards. And it's third and six. Will Howard's running the ball. It looks like he's about to pick up the first down, but he takes that massive hit. Absolutely massive hit. And he's he's hurt. At that point, it's fourth and two. You're going into the wind. And this is my first real frustration with Chris Kleiman. I understand, especially as we, as we proceeded to see how Jake Rubley played. And, and again, Jake Rubley got put in a near... Impossible situation. But you are kicking into a stiff wind. Chris Tennant was not hitting any of those, any of those, in warm-ups. 44 going into that wind. You cannot do that. With all that momentum, you cannot do it. I understand. I, I get it. Knowing what we know after the fact with what Jake Rubley and the offense did the next few drives. I mean, are you going to pick it up? I have no idea. But give Deuce Vaughn a chance. Give Malik Knowles a chance. 
you have you, you cannot under any circumstances decide to kick that field goal into that win from 44 yards out that was a horrible decision ever there are a lot of fans that are frustrated with the kicking game and and, and I understand it, it sucks when you lose by 10 and any of those kicks are if you hit either one it's a game changer I get it I get it. I, I am frustrated. I understand as well, especially with that second one. I'm very frustrated. But you can't put that kid in that situation. In no world was that ever going to be a make. And you have playmakers. Again, Deuce Vaughn banged up. I get it. I, I, I really do. I, I understand. He played so gritty. He played through so much. He was in and out of the locker room multiple times. But even doing the jet sweep to Malik, jet sweep to Cade, I, I, I just that that's the one that sticks with me. It was it's Will Howard keeping it on that second down play when you have the ball on your own forty six up twenty eight to ten. It's Will Howard keeping that ball instead of handing it off to Malik Knowles, and it's the decision to try to kick into. A 30-mile-an-hour wind, a 44-yard field goal. Those are the two plays that are going to haunt me about this game for the rest of my life. Not rest of my life. That is way too hyperbolic. Even for his upset, sports sad, disappointed, like all the sport emotions I'm going through right now, that was even too much for me. So, so I'm sorry. But at, at that point, it was game over. At that point, it was... Game over, and people got super mad that I tweeted that. And again, I only tweeted twice during the game. But I tweeted that, and everyone got super mad. But at that point, you're down to Jake Rubley. You had not gotten a stop What uh, since you, you, you turned them over on downs. They had all the momentum. And what happens? Four plays. 74 yards. Boom. Quentin Johnson beats you. And and it absolutely sucks because, again, they they beat us for two big plays. That's where they got, well, actually, more than that. You know, their first touchdown, 65-yard pass. Davis from Duggan. Actually, I guess it was only two. They really methodically drove on us for all their other ones. But at that point, momentum was done. Um, Jake Rubley comes in. He's trying to make a play. They roll out. But again, you're throwing into this wind across the field. Easy interception. I, I do have to give the defense some credit. They're able to turn around. Turnover on downs. You get the ball back at your own 21. Now, you're only down three at this point. And Deuce picks up five. Deuce picks up three. Deuce picks up one. Fourth and one from your own 30. 
you then have the wind. Um, at this point, you know, you just gotten a stop. And you like to think, okay, quarterback sneak, let's do it. You know, we, we, we snuck the ball, what, twice? We did two quarterback or three quarterback sneaks. Two of them were not successful. I mean, that is insanely disappointing. Insanely disappointing. I'm, I'm the biggest quarterback sneak guy in the world. I'm not mad at any of those three calls. But you got to think and you got to hope that you can get enough push from your interior offensive line to pick up one yard. And you don't. And you don't. I, I, I know some folks probably are questioning Chris Klein. I, I question... I question a few things on Chris Kleiman's game management um, from tonight. I do. That is not one of them. That is not one of them. You have confidence in your offensive line. And again, we all love our offensive line. We all love Connor Riley. You have an all-American left guard. You know, you have a right guard that you're really starting to trust. And Panzer. Um, you know, just got stonewalled. Just got pushed back. And then sure enough, four plays later, TCU punches in. Now, Will Howard comes back in. And lo and behold, um, start moving the ball again. Again, uh, you go for it on... Fourth and thirteen from your own forty-one. I mean, first off, Philip Brooks almost breaks it. Forty-four yard return. He almost breaks it. I, I thought he was going to the house. Uh, so you go for it and you pick it up, and then again you're moving the ball, moving the ball, almost in the red zone. Uh, but then first and ten from the TCU twenty-three, you pick up no yards. You pick up no yards now. <sighs> I, I can see the argument, and I, I'm sure a lot of folks are having it. You go for it on 4th and 13, and it's 4th and 9, and you decide to kick it. You know, with the wind at your back, and it was swirling. It is not an easy kick. It is not an easy kick. And anyone who watches a lot of college football knows how unreliable college kickers are. But you, you want and you need your guy to hit that. You hit that field goal. You know, you, you hit that and it's game on. You hit that, it's game on. You're within seven. Doinks off the upright. Uh, you know, at, at that point, it gets pretty demoralizing. Now, the, the defense gets the ball back. You know, after a big play... A 10-yard reception and then a 15-yard roughing the uh, passer and targeting penalty. You know, TCU gets on your side of the ball, but you're able to make a couple sacks. You're able to get the ball back. Uh, And then, you know, you get Will Howard goes out there, throws another interception, or his first interception. I'm not going to blame Will Howard. Will Howard played a gritty game. But this game was there for the taking. This game was there for the taking. We're absolutely rolling, and it really does come back to 
Will Howard holding on to the ball in that second down instead of giving it to Malik Knowles and not being able to get off the field. Because, again, that's the dangerous thing about college football, especially especially playing on the road. When, especially, and again, this is why I understand, and we, we lost the toss, so this isn't, a, this isn't an indictment on taking the ball um, because it's definitely, definitely not. But this is why you don't take the ball. This is exactly why you don't take the ball in the first half. This is why you defer. This is why you want to receive in the second half. Because K-State had the ball up 28-10. to 10. 56 yards to go to go up 35-10. to 10. We punt the ball and we don't get another real possession until TCU takes it from being 28 to 10 to 28 to 24. And at that point it was it was just too much. The momentum, the injuries, all that type of stuff. But all that said, the coaches and the players got themselves in, into a position where there were opportunities for the improbable comeback. There were opportunities to rewrite the story. There were opportunities to do the impossible. But the guys who were out there did not make enough plays. But this is not this is not me, Matt. It, and this is, I guess, kind of the frustrating thing as, as you sit here as a fan. Because, again, there were some questionable decisions by Chris Kleiman. Um, but I think most of them he was correct. I think most of them he did what I would have liked him to do. Again, there's one, one very important one he didn't. One very important one that he didn't do, uh, which again was kicking that field goal uh, instead of trying to go for it on that fourth and two. And I think he got most of them right, and, and that's the frustrating thing. The coaches, I think, did, for the most part, most things correctly. Set the players up to be in the correct decision. A lot of the players, and again, when you're on your second string, guys, you're still making enough of the plays um, that got you to the point where you're up 28 to 10. Uh, But the, the combination of more injuries, combination of... Momentum, just not making a play on this third down. I mean, that's just where it's frustrating. And I think it comes down to, again, we we saw how good this team can be. This team had, you know, a top 10 team on the ropes. 54 yards away from what I think would have been the death blow. You know, it, it, they had three third downs to keep them out of the end zone, to keep them at arm's length. But a few yards here, a few yards there. And we're having to fly back to Manhattan, you know, a flying, you know, ambulance with all the injuries and the first Big 12 loss. 
I mean, this is a rough one. This is a rough one. And I know how bad the guys wanted it. I know how bad they wanted it. And you feel bad for them. And, and again, you see them giving their all. You see how much they sold out to try to make it happen. And that's what makes it so gut-wrenching. Again, the, this team has so much talent. This team is so together. And this could and this still could be a special year. It still can. Everything that we want is still on the table. And hell, maybe you're playing TCU in Arlington here in a month and a half. It's still all right there. We still control our own destiny. So I mean, I, I guess you just got to slap on a bunch of icy hot take an ibuprofen, rehydrate, and then you get back to it on Monday. Get back to it on Tuesday. I mean, that's all you can do. And again, this is, as much as this sucks, as much as this is, like, just a gut-wrenching type of game. Like, this isn't, like, a Tier 1. This is not, like, a 98 A&M or 2012 Baylor, 2000, Oklahoma. Either of those games versus Oklahoma. But, you know, this is like a 2011 Oklahoma State. This is like a 2014, like Baylor and TCU. Probably worse than those. You know, it's... It just, I mean, I've said that a million times. Um, but, you know, that that's that's what makes college football the, the best game to be a fan of. You get 12 of these Saturdays a year. And when you have these special seasons, when you're living and dying by every play, and you see how much these young men are putting on the field for your alma mater... That's what makes college football great. And, and the pain after games like this, um, that's why it's second to none. That's, that, that is why it's second to none. Because you turn around and you beat Oklahoma State next week. Everything is just right back there for you. And you're on cloud nine and you're feeling something that you don't get with any other being a fan of any other sport. And it comes and goes so quickly. Every game, every play matters so much. That's why everyone's melting down and living and dying with every single tweet. You know? Every single play. That's why you tweet something out like one singular meltdown games over tweet, which turned out to be exactly right, by the way. To the 25 people who got super mad at me on Twitter, I was what I said was exactly right, exactly correct. Um, but th- that's why they're cussing you out. That that's why people literally cussing you out, telling you to 
have some more emotional maturity. Telling you to leave the stadium all the time. Again, that's that's what makes it great. I hope I hope fans keep it tweeting at each other. Send that frustration, fight with each other. Don't be tweeting at players. Um you know, don't don't tweet at the players. Don't be trying to DM stupid shit to play. No. Be better than that. Fight with your other fans. Melt down and yell at each other. Don't go after the players. Because the only people in the world who care and live and die by every play more than these stupid fans are the players and coaches. So if, if you're feeling, if I'm having these emotions, those players are having them 20x. You know, the frustration that you're having, those guys in that locker room on that plane flying back to Manhattan right now as I'm recording this, they're feeling it a million times worse. That's just how it goes. That's just how it goes sometimes. And going to the games is second to none, folks. It was a fine atmosphere. Like, it's middle of the pack, Big 12 atmosphere, but cool stadium. Plus, you don't have to listen to Tim Brando, which it sounds like he had an absolute howler. But that's all I got. Again, not the format that we usually do. I, I'll say this. I want to give a game ball to Will Howard. Absolutely gritty out there. Absolutely played the the four best series of his career and gave us some really fun moments in that game. So I'm, I'm going to give a game ball to Will Hire, but that's about all I'm going to do. I'm going to, if you're listening to this Monday morning and you want to get a question in, uh, please shoot it out there. Hashtag ask Bosco. Because I will do a Tuesday Q&A episode. I'm going to wait to ask for the questions probably until Sunday. Um, see what people want. But uh, I'll hopefully be able to rewatch some of it and see if there's any other key takeaways. Hopefully get some new injury uh, information. Um, but, yeah. You know, this will probably take us out of the top 20. Um, probably fall back to like 21, 22. That's all right. Everything we want is right there in front of us. We have to get back on the saddle and ride versus Oklahoma State because that's that's the big one. That's the Arlington um, elimination game right there. You win that one, and it's all right there for you. A matchup with TCU can still be in the cards. So if you made it this entire way, I appreciate you guys. Um, you, we Downloads go off like just through the roof when you're on a winning streak. No one wants to listen to a podcast the week after you lost. Um, so the usual five, 6,000 folks who are listening at this point, there's maybe a few hundred of you. Um, so to you guys who are listening... Um, to the final handful of minutes and probably one of the worst podcasts we've ever put out. Uh, we love you guys. Um, yeah. 
And we ride. We will ride again. So saddle up because there's a big one on Saturday. We love you guys and go cats. Hail to the purple. Hail to the white. Wildcat in spirit. Wildcat in fight. Hail alma mater from sea to sea. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight. Glory in the combat for the purple and the white. Faithful to our colors, we will ever be a fighting, ever fighting for a wildcat victory. Fight, 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 fight. UK State Wildcats for alma mater fight. Podcast Network.